the last two years have been crazy. And if you're waiting to go back to normal, you've got a long wait. This world has forever changed. Someone said we're not just, you know, we've, we've been, listen, if, you're, uh, if you've been around a while, you understand this world is ch- changing very rapidly, right? And, uh, but now they say that we're not just going to see more change, but the rate of change is increasing. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not like this. It's like this on the curve. And you, you better buckle up and hang on because things are really going to get crazy. Some things good, some things weird. You know, in just the next three or four years, five years, we will live in a very different world. There's, there's all this stuff that's going on. It's called the Internet of Things. That is not just you on the Internet, but everything in your house will be on the Internet. Right? You know, even now, I can, before I get home, I can get on my phone. I can turn my lights on, pick which lights I want on. I can turn my car on. I can lock my car. I can unlock my car from my phone. You can lock your house. It's called the Internet of Things. You're not going to believe me, but probably within five years, maybe the majority of us will be driving cars that drive themselves. Or at least driving one of those electric cars. You say, I'm not going to do that, but there's all, you know, 10 years ago, there were almost none. Now there's 70 million of them on the road, electric cars. Things are accelerating, and we're going to live. There's something called blockchain, which is a way of, of, of accumulating information and that kind of thing. It's just, it's just uh, revolutionary. I don't have time to explain it all, but it's going to affect everything. Medicine has gone crazy. Every time somebody goes in for a surgery, it's some new thing that they're doing. Uh, be careful, though, and be prayerful, though, because one of the things that they feel, the, the main thing for the future, right, is to start messing with people's DNA. Now, the last time someone messed with DNA was when giants were formed. Come on. Angels were... Yeah, all that stuff. Next time, ladies, next time you see an angel, beware. Make sure it's a good angel. But that, that whole thing was to mess with DNA. I don't know if you believe the scriptures, but it said that somehow angels made it with, with human women and produced giants. Hello, Goliath. So, yeah, the Nephilim. So that... That whole thing worked with the DNA. Amen. There's, there's cryptocurrency. And, and we wonder, well, how, well, you know, how is that all going to work into the Antichrist and the end times? Because it's, it's just skyrocketing. And if you invested in that early, you're now a millionaire. Amen. Cryptocurrency. I mean, I mean there, there's just so many things. I mean, I mean, just think about this stupid thing. This thing that y'all can't live without. Come on. 
I mean, sometimes you walk into a room and you're having a fellowship and everybody in the fellowship's looking at their phone. They say there's more computer power in this silly phone than, than, than all the computer power in, 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 the, in the, the module that landed on the moon. You have more computer power in this than they had in the lunar module when it landed on the moon. There are 4.5 billion people on Facebook, and I can call them all right now or Facebook them, right? If I knew who they were, I could call some guy in India and Pakistan, whatever I wanted to do. Isn't this with, do you ever just stop and say, what? Phones. We call them phones, but how many even use them as phones anymore? They're cameras. They're computers. They, they, they do everything for us. <laughs> yeah, you can watch TV on them. Hello, George Jetson. I mean, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, you can do all that stuff. It, it, I mean, it, it does. It, 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 I mean, the things that are going to change. And now 5G, I mean, maybe you don't think that's anything, but that's going to be a huge leap as well. And there's just so many things going on. Our world is going to change significantly in the next few years. But the only thing that's got to stay the same is Jesus. Jesus will stay the same. All this technology. For Christmas, I bought myself, I buy my own Christmas. I bought one of those fancy scales. You get on the scale, it tells you your weight, it tells you what your heart rate is, it tells you your BMI, it tells you, you know, you're obese. Isn't that the worst? That is the worst word in the English language, obese. I mean, even the word sounds fat. It's just, and I get on my scale, and it's, there's like 12 or 15 different things it's telling me. It's all bad news. It even tells you what your physical age is. Not how old you are, but how old you really are. So I got on the scale, and I looked down to see what my physical age is. You know what it said? It says you're dead. <laughs> Just said, oh, no, it, no, it Lord. I mean, technology is going to take over every part of our lives. And the thing is about this technology is I can actually connect with 4.5 billion people through Facebook, but yet we're suffering from a lack of touch. And I preached that last Sunday, and I'll preach it again, but we're, we're connected, but we're not touching. In fact, there's a whole generation growing up now that don't really know how to socialize. They're very awkward when it comes to social situations because all they know is the game thing. And, and, and COVID hasn't helped. You know, our kids were put into what, what was that called? Distance learning. And that was an appropriate word because they were never more distant from learning 
We expected our kids to learn on the same devices they played games on. That, 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 that's like... <laughs> That, that, that's, that's like a, a weight-reducing group meeting at McDonald's. You know, it's just not a good idea. You know, we thought our kids were studying, and they were really, you know, over there playing games <laughs> when they were supposed to be studying. There's a famous painting back in the Middle Ages of God. We have that picture, God touching the finger of, of Adam. And, uh, but that, but now, that now there's the modern version of that. If we can get the modern version of that. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I think there's, and then there's another one here. Uh, yeah, there's that. The finger of God touched the finger of Adam, right? And, but now, what kind of connections are, are, are we making now? You know, 100 years ago, when he came into a city, the biggest and tallest, most majestic, most expensive building in the city was what? A church. The steeple was the highest thing. And it was on a hill, and it was where everyone went to. Now, have you seen those pictures of cities? And you see the skyscrapers and down, crushed in the middle of all those, the church with its big steeple, and now it's dwarfed by skyscrapers. And there's a, sim, there's a message there. You know, Babel's taken over. Babel has taken over. Daniel 12, 9 said, I better read some scripture. Daniel 12, 9, let's get to that quickly. It says, and he said, the angel said, go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up. Daniel heard something and was told to lock it up, seal it till the time of the end. How many believe we're living in the end? Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1, he tells Habakkuk, the prophet, I will stand my watch. I set myself on the rampart. I watch to see what he will, I watch to see what he will say to me and, and what I will answer when I'm corrected. How many believe the church needs correction? Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. Mm-hmm. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. We're living in it. But at, the t- but at the end, it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come, it will not tarry. It's here. This revelation is beginning. Revelation 10 and verse 2. He had a little book open in his hand, and he set his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. Verse 10 and verse 11. Then I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it, and it was as sweet as honey in my mouth. But when I had eaten it, my stomach became bitter. Sometimes this word you're getting is like, woo! And then on Monday it's like, ooh. Come on, we're facing some real stuff. 
If you're the kind of person that just thinks church is entertaining, you're in the wrong world. I mean, we want to bless you and love you and make you feel as comfortable as possible, but really, really you pay me to make you uncomfortable. And you pay me well, and I thank you. He said, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. It's coming. Last Sunday, like I said, I preached about he touched me. We need the touch of God. And isn't it interesting that this, this COVID thing has done the exact opposite? It has, it has put, and not everyone's afraid, sometimes just being smart, being careful. But no matter what it is, we're all living at arm's length. Six feet away. The touch. Children are being raised now without touch. They say they shouldn't be educated with masks on because children need to see expressions to develop. I can go on. And he said, well, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, but they're hurting, and we need to know that. These are the last days. These are the days of Elijah. Listen, there's so much I want to say. I could literally preach for two or three hours. I'm only going to do an hour and a half. (laughs) You got nowhere else to go. It's cold outside. But if there's an Elijah, there's also a Jezebel. You've heard me say that. And just like back then, Jezebel caused all the prophets to go in hiding. And they lived in caves, and they fed them bread and water, put them in groups of 50 and put them in caves and hid them from Jezebel. And, and there was a time, we're coming out now, but there was a time that we were all in hiding in caves. There was kind of a fear there. We were isolated. I tell you, what a, what a couple years it's been. And hopefully this last thing will go off, but... I mean, it's just, I mean, there's so many things we would like to do. I I keep thinking about how many cruises I've missed. I I thought about doing a COVID cruise, right? But can you imagine my tan line? (laughs) We learn, we learn new words. Didn't we? All kinds of new terms. Wait, wait, wait. I wrote it down because I knew I'd forget it. Where, where did I? Oh, com- comorbidity. What is that? We got What is co? You said if you were comorbid, that meant you had a better chance of catching it and dying. So we found out what comorbidity means. It means you're fat. So the question was in our mind, well, how fat is fat? (laughs) When do you cross that obese line, you know? And we we try to (laughs) try to figure all that all all (laughs) that stuff out. I I I don't I don't know. I don't know. Is anyone still with me? I'm trying to behave. I better stick to my notes. That's why I'm looking down. This Jesus. But notice that, that they were fed during this, during this time. And I believe we were being fed. 
it, it wasn't pleasant, but God was dealing with us. Some of us couldn't get to church, but God was dealing with us. And, and if you'll look deep and scratch a little deeper, you've you got you to gotta agree with me that we really came out of that, that it was actually driving us to Jesus. There, there was a time... You know, we couldn't have any gatherings. I mean, I mean, you, you, you couldn't have weddings. You couldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't have weddings. You couldn't have family reunions. You couldn't celebrate birthdays. But, but, there, but there, was, there was some bad news. Uh, sometimes you didn't catch that. All right. <laughs> Ephesians 2.6. I better get back to the Word. Listen, if we don't laugh at this, we're going to get crushed. Ephesians 2.6. He raised us up together and made us. Sometimes God's going to make us sit together. I know we're isolated even this morning, but we're made to sit together. Not here, but there. There's a heavenly place where we are made to sit together. One of my words, I guess, I think one of the word from the Lord for this new year is we, we have, even though we've been isolated and may continue to be isolated to some degree, we have got to learn how to do this better. We've got to learn how to sit together in heavenly places. If we're physically separated, we can still be together spiritually. Even if we can't come to church sometimes, we've got to figure out how to sit together in heavenly places. How do we fight this battle we're in? We fight this battle by going higher. We got to ascend. Worship is an ascending activity. Prayer, though you are on your knees, it's an ascending activity. Come on, how many know 2022, however it turns out, is going to be a battle? It's the Jewish year, 5,782. 5,782. That 80, the decade of the 80s, 80 means the, the decade of the mouth speaking. Wow. In a, in a year where the devils try to shut us up, this is the year of speaking. And even though the world is trying to cancel the church, it's time for the church to speak up. We need to fight this battle. Listen, you don't use their methods. We can't beat the world by being like the world. We can't get ugly. We don't fight political fights, as it were. We don't get into all that nonsense. It's not about naming names and let's come against officials and let's name people from the pulpit. Listen, you know what? <laughs> the Apostle Paul had the worst president ever. His name was Nero. Paul never once mentions him. He never says, let's pray against Nero. Paul never had anything to do with politics. He just pastored his church. Let's just preach the gospel. Because whether Nero is on the throne or not, we know God is on the throne if his church will live righteously. We just need to start living right. 
Someone said if the devil can't defeat you, he'll join you. And I'm afraid the devil has been allowed to join some churches. Some churches, not this one. Some churches, all the last couple years, they've thought about, do we have church or we don't have church? Then they thought about, do we have masks or we don't wear masks? Then they thought about whether you're vaccinated or not vaccinated. How many know one thing about, I mean, we always knew there were crazy people in the world. But until COVID hit, we never knew how many in our family, how many crazy people. I mean, this brought out the crazy, amen, on both sides of the issue. My God. Let's not get crazy. I'm so proud of you that we never really fought about anything. We were fine. God gave us wisdom, and we, I think we went about things uh, in a balance between having faith in God and a little bit of common sense at the same time. Amen? Let's not, you know, don't test God with foolishness, but at the same time, let's trust him. Listen, I, I don't know if you'll agree with me or not, but to the best of my knowledge, 200 families, not one person caught COVID in this sanctuary. Not one. And I believe that's God's hand on us. Uh, preacher, don't say that. Listen, I know it's a battle, and we may lose a few here or there, but overall, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus the Lord. And I'm claiming this a no, co- no COVID zone. Amen. I'm going to hug you twice as hard on the way out. If you don't want to, just walk like this. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. So 80 is the decade of the mouth, and we know what two is. Two is the number of agreement. But what we don't realize is there's an opposite to that. The Hebrew understand two is either agreement or disagreement. How can two walk together unless they agree? This has been the year of disagreement. One man had a vision. Uh, Nate Johnson, I don't know if you heard of him. Uh, I've never followed him before. I've only seen him once on, on YouTube or something. Anyway, he, pro- he had a dream where he was taken into the heavenlies, and there was nothing but war in the second heaven. Y'all know where the second heaven is? The atmosphere. There was war, not between two sides, but a lot of different sides. And he noticed that many Christians were involved in the fighting. Come on. They had left their first love, and now they were joining the world's fight. Come on, church. They were partnering with the enemy. Listen, church, we don't need to enter that. We fight through that. We, why do we do a 21-day Daniel fast? Because for 21 days, Daniel fasted waiting on an answer from God. 
When the angel finally came back and he said, Daniel, we heard you day one, but for 21 days I've been fighting the prince of the power of the air trying to get the answer back to you. Heaven's not where the warfare is. Heaven is in the second. Listen, do you all know what the meaning of the word media is? It means the middle or the middle layer. And where does the media operate? (laughs) And I don't care. Well, Fox News is Christian. Get out of your dream world. There's a difference between conservative and Jesus. I got news for you. Jesus is not a Republican. I thought I saw something fly by me. It's not this side versus that side. It's just God's side. Media. He said he saw it in the air. And listen, I don't care what channel you, listen, watch it or not watch it. I'm not telling you what to watch or what not to watch. Just don't watch too much of it. (laughs) Sometimes you just need to shut it off for a week, you know, and just, just let the peace of God settle in your home. Because they all have an agenda, and that's to upset you and worry you and cause division. And that's all it is. Because that's how they make money. And there's a battle going on in the heavens. And you need to understand it's through the media that the devil is using his voice. So the church needs to raise their voice. We need to speak to the air. Listen, the enemy's fighting this message. You know why? Because, you know, if there was one person here, I would, if there was nobody here, I would still preach this message because it needed to be put out into the atmosphere that he's still king of kings and lord of lords. <laughs> Glory! Hallelujah! We are the children of the king! This literally is the year or the one coming up. Actually, it started in September, right? But this is the Jewish year of the widened mouth in silence. Speaking, as it were, in silence. But we're speaking. It seems like we're speaking to a void. It seems like our, our voice is going nowhere. But I promise you, your prayers are going into that second heaven and causing warfare and defeating the enemy of your soul. Wow. God help us in this place. These sides are colliding and there's warfare, but it's time for the church to be the church. It's time to prophesy to the airwaves. Don't use their methods, but speak the truth. Don't be afraid of being canceled. Don't be afraid of losing your job. Don't be afraid of people talking about you behind your back. Be who you are in God. I'm a child of the king, and I'm proud of it. I'm not in your face about it, but you need to understand I serve Jesus. 
That might be old-fashioned. It might be whatever they want to call it. But I'm telling you, the church of Jesus Christ has survived centuries, and it will continue to survive and thrive. In fact, this is the final year. This is, um, listen, listen. Y'all know what jubilees are. Every 49 years, when Jesus appeared in the, uh, this might take some time, but uh, do you have some time? Okay. They said yes. It was fairly strong. When Jesus went into the temple and said, give me the book, and he read from Isaiah, and he said, this is the, he said, this is the year of jubilee. It was literally a jubilee year. So we can actually track the years from Jesus' birth, and they say 3 A.D. Um, uh, or 3 B.C., and, and, and we go, and we or A.D., whatever it was, three years off from where it was. By the way, Jesus probably wasn't born in December. Y'all know that, right? Shepherds are not in the field in, the, in winter. Anyway, he was probably born. Yeah, I'm going to just mess with you. He was probably born in, in, in the fall feast of tabernacles, Woo! which means he was conceived on December 25th. Oh, glory to God. Lord, now I've lost them. They're all thinking, well, nine months, do the math. Jesus, help us. Where was I? <laughs> huh? Jubilee. Thank you. So since that jubilee, we are now, this is the first year of the last seven years Right, there's seven year cycle, seven times seven, 49 years. This is the last seven years of the 49 years of this particular Jubilee. This year starts the first year. It's almost like we're starting the tribulation. You do with that what you want. Yeah, but the rapture, I don't know. I don't know when the rapture is going to, I'm just not, I'm just not dogmatic about that. I don't know if it's before uh, the tribulation, mid, after, I don't know, but whatever, I'm on the first load, whatever. Whenever that is, just be ready to go. Don't be fooled. Amen. So you count the jubilees, and there's been exactly 40 jubilees since Jesus. 40, the number of testing. How many days was Jesus in the wilderness? How many years were they in the wilderness? How many times has 40 come up? It's been exactly since Joshua came into the new land when they started celebrating jubilees, it's been exactly 70 jubilees. Again, a very important number. Fulfill completeness. How many jubilees since Adam? How many still believe in Adam? How many believe the earth is not billions and billions of years old? Every time they can't figure out something, they, they just add another billion evolutionist. Exactly 120 jubilees since Adam. It's all coming together right now. 
Do with it what you want. God said after the flood, I'm only going to put up with people for 120 years. How many know it's almost possible for anyone to live past 120? 120 is the most I'm going to put up with. And people started declining, right, because they lived a long time before the flood. But right after that, 120 years. Well, what if, what, if, what if another way of putting that is I'm only going to put up with this planet for 120 jubilees? Who knows? The first three and a half years of the tribulation are actually pretty good. I, I, I believe Antichrist probably is alive today. He might be sitting here. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> that would change my whole message <laughs> if I believe that. I might just leave. I mean, all right. You still here? So we're living in a critical time. This year might be a critical year. Might very well be the beginning of the end. This might be the first year of the last year of sevens. Are you ready if he calls you home? And when I came into the church, we kind of lived like he could come any time now. I don't know about you, but, you know, I've been... A Christian, what, 46, 47 years? God, that's a long time. <laughs> you know you're getting old when you think in terms of decades. How many decades was that? Oh, you know what they said about COVID? They said you could, you're more likely to get it and get sick if you're old. You're thinking, what's old? Is, is, old, <laughs> is old when you can only remember three channels on TV? Or is old when you were in high school and they didn't have iPhones? Is it, which, <laughs> what is old? I don't know. We're all getting old. We're all getting older. But regardless of your age, regardless of your physical condition, it's time to learn how to pray. In fact, church, I'll get into this next week, I guess, but the next seven Sundays, 49 days, we're going to spend on our knees, as it were. We're going to seek the face of God. Oh, yeah, we'll still minister to your needs. There's still great things going to be happening in the services. But, church, it's time that we be like David and learn how to bring in the presence of God in our services and our homes. Church, we have got to do it. It's the only way to defeat the airwaves is to understand that God speaks through all that. And he's speaking to his church in the last days. How many want to hear the voice of God? Wow. Our, our, our theme, i got to skip over it. But, but listen, our theme, I guess, for the new year is we're, we're going uh, to have a new year in a new land. It's from Deuteronomy. He said, you're going into a new year in a new land. And that land, real quick, was described 
it was described as a land that flows. Flows. It's a land where we don't need to build anything because it had already be built. Everything you need from God has already been provided. Quit acting like I got to I got to No, you just got to submit and let God do what he needs to do through you. Quit saying I don't have this and I don't have that. You have everything you need to be the person God has called you to be. I declare it in Jesus' name, and I rebuke any other lie. He said you'll have houses you didn't build, fields you didn't plant, animals you didn't sire. He said all that is yours. He also said in Deuteronomy, he says, I'm going to give you the land bit by bit. He said, I know you can't take over the whole land or the animals will just run wild. He said, I can't run all the devils off, in other words, until you're able to occupy. You have to be ready to occupy before he runs the devil off. Maybe he's not healing you because you don't know how to act well. (laughs) Maybe that financial blessing hasn't come because you wouldn't know what to do with it. And by the way, here's a little saying. We need to quit praying for things that we can't care for. Quit praying for lost souls when you have no intention of taking care of them when they get saved. Quit saying, God save my family when you're being ugly towards them. Lord, I can't end there. Give me something. (laughs) The new year, it's upon us. Listen, what the devil's doing today, let's go to Revelation chapter 12, verse 15. This is what he's doing. Watch this. Revelation chapter 12. So the serpent, who knows who the serpent is? The serpent spewed water out of his, like a flood, after the woman, the church, that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. He wants church people carried away in all the confusion, in all the division, and all the left-right nonsense, and who's in office or who isn't in office. He wants us angry about this, that, or the other when those weapons are not ours to use. The weapons of this world will not avail us. It's time to get, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Where are they? In the air. Wow. But listen, the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood. That reminds me of the Old Testament uh, when the sons of Korah came against Pastor Moses, came against him, and, 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 and God tells Moses, step aside. And the earth, and the sons of Korah, We're no more. They fell into a pit. God can split the airwaves, 
He can split the airways. He can make a porthole between this building and heaven. He can make a porthole between your home and heaven. He can make a porthole as you're driving down the highway. He can split the heavens. Make it make them split and send your prayers right into the very throne room of God. Amen. That's the world we're living in. And it swallowed up the flood, right? And the dragon was enraged. Yeah. With the woman. Make no mistake, what's really ticking this world off is the church. If they can cancel us, they've won. But one of of the things I'm noticing is they're starting to eat their young. (laughs) They're starting to fight each other. That's just what happens. How many times have we see in Scripture where, the, where the, the Lord would confuse the enemy and they would start turning on each other? So let them fight. But we're going to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Listen, if you don't have good news, shut up. He went, he went to make war with the rest of her offspring. And who are, who are they? Who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Wow. There's a flood of words that's coming in. We're being overwhelmed. Like I said, I remember when there were three channels on the TV. Now there's a thousand. <laughs> and we still can't find anything to watch. Right? There's a flood of words. You drive down the road even, billboards, the radio's on. We're constantly bombarded. What what do you think about our children? Bombarded. And even when they go to school, you know, they're trying to slip this stuff in. Horrible stuff. I could spend time here. You know, you know what's going on. And and hopefully not hopefully not too much of it here. I don't I don't know. You 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 need to you need to know what your school board is doing and what they're introducing into the curriculum of our children. Listen, the devil knows it. it the communist used to say, just give me your children. Just give me your children for a few years and we'll conquer the world. They still do it. They still do it. (laughs) In fact, the Catholic Church used to say that. I remember that. (laughs) But they lost me. They they, they lost me. (laughs) But it's also true of the church, isn't it? Didn't God tell Abraham, teach it to your children and to your children's children, children? And the Jews have survived millennium. Because they keep passing it on. They keep speaking to the noise. Church, please, the next few weeks, especially the next three weeks, will you please? And after that, we're going to have, I think I said that wrong before, we're going to have three weeks of, of, of fasting, and then we're going to have seven weeks of, of concentrated prayer in this church. And, 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 and we have got to find a way to get quiet 
Silence is a spiritual discipline that's been lost to the church. Some of us are afraid to be alone with our thoughts. Some of you, I would be afraid with your thoughts. I, it's a scary forest. I don't know. But, but we're, we're just afraid. We just have to have the TV on all the time. We have to have noise. Just have to have, no, no, just get quiet. How can God speak when the airwaves are constantly bombarding us? Get quiet. Maybe we ought to have a church service where we do nothing for an hour and a half. I'll just stare at you. God, God silences the church for 30 seconds just to get a message in and we all get uncomfortable. 30 seconds. Oh, somebody say something. We are the voice, not the TV show. We are the voice that needs to speak to the void, to speak to the chaos. One of the jobs of the Holy Spirit or his main job on the day of creation was to hover over the chaos. And I pray, Holy Spirit, again, hover over the chaos and bring order to our minds, to our homes, to our families, to our churches, that revival would happen and break out. This world doesn't know it, but it needs Jesus. And I believe he's coming again. I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready. All right, come on up here and play something. I don't know if I landed or crashed, but I'm on the ground. Would you stand with me? It's a weird sermon. You okay? Listen, I was all over the place this morning, but I, there's just so much going on in, in my spirit, so many things we need, to, we need to figure out. And really, we've been grappling with this since the new year back in, back in October when it started. But God is up to something. Hey, listen, God's in charge of this thing. I didn't say he caused it. I'm saying he's in charge. We either believe in his sovereignty or we don't. He's either a sovereign God or he's not. So it doesn't matter what you go through or what you're facing. I trust him. 